This is the Building Management Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration, only on MarketScale. As people become more comfortable in the home building automation space, they want to be able to take this commercial as well. Regardless of the ups and downs in the stock market, if these manufacturers, these plants, and these entities want to stay open, they need water. Welcome to MarketScale Building Management. I'm your host, Sean Heath. At this point in our audio relationship, I think I have to be honest with you. You probably can't tell through the audio, but I don't work out. (laughs) I really, I know that's a surprise to some of you, but I felt like I was living a lie. I'm coming up on my 1500th consecutive day of not working out and I just wanted to get that clear the air so we can move forward now here's the thing just because I don't work out doesn't mean I don't understand some of the dangers that exist in a gym and I'm not talking about you going into the gym and trying to get yoked and putting an extra pair of plates on that bench press no there's another danger in a gym and it is actually truly dangerous. I'm not making this up. This is not hyperbole. And my guest today on the podcast deals with this. This is something that he is very concerned about, and he decided to do something about it. I'm, of course, talking about the president and CEO and founder of Ionogen, John Shanahan. John, how are you today? I'm excellent, Sean, and yourself? I'm doing very well. I hope I didn't disillusion you too much by that admission that I don't work out. Not at all. Not at all. I'm only recently back to the gym myself. Oh, I will take that as motivation. Maybe that's the thing that moves me to break my personal streak. All right. So I do want to talk about this. I'm going to get right to it. Um, There are a lot of bad things that can happen to you at a gym by using a, a piece of equipment incorrectly. But there are also things that can happen to you in the gym, even if you do everything perfectly. I'd like to talk a little bit about that. And the way I want to get into that subject is... Can you please talk about the way fitness equipment has changed and the way that has also altered the landscape as far as dangers in a gym or in a workout facility? So the the industry has had to make sure that the equipment is more universal. You know, uh, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, uh, it was kind of limited to just a bunch of iron barbells and some very primitive uh, cardio equipment and you know these were pretty basic machines a lot of iron a lot of metal uh, there really wasn't any comfort to any of it but to bring the gym experience to a far broader understanding machines have softer chairs they have more foam padding now we have circuit training equipment where you can go into the gym that that I belong to for example and if you just want to work on your abs well they have a room That's called 12-minute abs, and you can go through about eight different machines, all highly padded, that have uh, a lot of touch points on them so that the machine is comfortable, not threatening for people to use. And that's that's what's really revolutionized the the gym experience is it's it's gone from (laughs) the term that the gym people use is a lunk, you know, that's the guy in the corner just screaming and yelling, to a comfortable, non-threatening environment where the average person can come in and either do some cardio on a, on a treadmill or, or elliptical or Stairmaster or something like this to circuit training where someone says, I don't, I'm afraid of the free weights, so I just want to work on machines that have a picture. It shows me what part of my body is going to get isolated, and it makes me not fearful, 
to, to work on the machine. So that, that evolution has really made gyms a lot more uh, approachable for non-gym people. It's also made it very approachable for germs and toxins because that evolution of machinery has increased exponentially the number of flat surfaces that we come in contact with. So let's talk about how, can't you just wipe those? I mean, you just wipe those off, right? Everybody does that. Nobody leaves a station unwiped. <laughs> well, you know, in an effort to to have healthy gyms and healthy environments, uh, it started out with your right. It was paper towel. Well, if you're sweaty and damp and dripping all over the machine, please wipe down your machine. And and uh, that seemed like a good idea, but uh, simply removing the moisture doesn't relieve the or relieve, uh, remove the harmful bacteria or uh, even viruses on those machines. And so gyms started to be a little concerned about this. And so they said, well, we're going to bring in some chemistry so that we can get a good kill step. That's what we're going to do. We're going we're to have this chemistry brought in and we'll station it around the, the gym and then we'll put a spray bottle and some paper towel. We'll ask people to do something with it. Um, the, the <laughs> unfortunately, the downside to this is the chemistry and chemicals that are most widely used in virtually every one of America's gyms. And it doesn't matter whether you belong to brand A or brand B, th this is pretty much universally the same chemistry that's used throughout. A is highly toxic to us as people. And two, um, because of the nature of the chemistry that's used, um, it actually doesn't kill anything. So if the person before you has the flu, um, and y they've left the machine, even if they took a little paper towel and gave it a wipe down, if you grab that machine, guess what? If your system's ready to accept having the flu, you've just picked it up. So chemical disinfectants don't really work the way they're supposed to. They never really did. You know, prior to 1980 uh, in this country, if you wanted to kill a germ uh, on, on a surface, whether it was a hospital or a public school, uh, or even in athletics, you use bleach. Now, we all know the downside of bleach is that it'll ruin the fabrics and it would dry out the benches. It's stinky. It's, it's hard on the hands and, 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 and certainly very hard on the clothing. After 1980, the chemical companies uh, started producing what is known as a quaternary disinfectant. Kind of, to keep it real simple, it's kind of like a hybrid of a very aggressive soap. Uh, truthfully, chemists don't even know why it really kills. They just, uh, they've been using it for years. But this product is a, it's a synthetic chemical toxin and it's used in this format typically. You would use it on a doorknob or on a tabletop in a commercial building, an airport or something like this. And you would spray it down on that surface. But for it to poison the germs, the flu virus, the measles virus, to, to poison that virus, it would have to sit wet on that surface for three to five minutes. Now consider a gym. Imagine if uh, I just got off the circuit training machine and you say, man, I'm going to go work my triceps. And you head over to that machine and I say, no, hey, I'm sorry, Sean, but for the next five minutes, I got to keep these barbells wet. 
Yeah, that doesn't seem like, uh, well, there's no way any gym owner would allow that. They just wouldn't. It's because you can't tie up machines because time is money. Correct, correct. But also, you're busy. You don't want you don't want to stand there and have to police, hey, everybody, hold on, and uh, it, that burden can't fall on you as the consumer. No, but it's left in there, and, and gyms today chide customers. They'll, they'll say, please do wipe down your machines. Please do do this. Um, and and the, the, the challenge is, so last Saturday I happened to be at my gym and a gentleman decided he really just didn't want the wipe down responsibility. So what he did is he took the trigger bottle full of this quaternary disinfectant and he sprayed down the whole machine and it was very damp and then he walked away from it. Well, okay, so now the machine is, is damp. Nobody wants to sit there because they don't know whether it's uh, human moisture or chemical moisture. The bigger issue is, is that quaternary disinfectants have been identified by the Centers for Disease Control and the EPA as being what we call endocrine disruptors. Now, that's a kind of a big fancy word, but let me break that down into a simpler term for you. Men and women, have their endocrine system is what we also know as our hormone system. Now, when I say that, sometimes <laughs> I get the guys who go, yeah, I know, hormones, that's estrogen. The girls have that. And I go, no, fellas, estro- or, uh, an endocrine is also testosterone. Now, what should be really alarming for men, you know, and, and, and sometimes this speaks to the machismo that guys don't just think about. The, the, all these TV commercials and things that you see on, on television that say, um, you know, take the little blue pill, take the little, you know, testosterone is down. Those are actually factual reports. Testosterone for men in the United States is down significantly over the prior generation. They're not exactly sure why. It doesn't just happen because you get like me. I'm almost 60, so yeah, it gets a little less than when I was 26, but it's not, it's not a direct corollary to your health. But when we expose ourselves to toxins like this, and there's no greater way to get these, these, these quaternary disinfectants in the body than go into a gym, go get on a treadmill or an elliptical, get yourself all worked up, open up your pores really wide, and now grab this toxic poison and start spraying it around. A, you're breathing hard, so you're gonna breathe this into your lungs. Secondarily, the, the guy before me who soaked down the machine I wanted to use, I had to go back, get a paper towel, wipe the thing down, and I still wouldn't use it. I let somebody else use it to, before me, and I went back, because I know the chemistry that's left laying there. And while, while I'm perspiring and I'm in shorts and a t-shirt, I don't want that chemistry inside of me. And so your gym, well, it's a great place to go and tighten up your abs and get physically fit. And I'm not telling people they shouldn't do that. Your gym is loaded with a ticking time bomb that can actually harm your entire health system, men or women. It, 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 could, it can damage the endocrine system to such a degree that it can change how you live your life. The entire scenario you just laid out is very concerning I'm going to be honest with you and say the one phrase that bothered me the most was human moisture. That's just awful. <laughs> well, that's what comes out of us. It's, uh, it's, it's, probably, it's And in, in today's world, so just now uh, there's been a news report released this week, very topical, very timely. Here we are, middle of July, and we're having flu outbreaks in the United States. They've got a bad case of it running through California right now. They've got... Uh, flu in Wisconsin. We're seeing some flu in Tennessee where I live. Very unusual to see the flu during the summer. Typically the virus doesn't exist. 
but the flu is making a run through the United States. Don't really know why. The, the CDC is not really sure, but it's making a good run. We've all heard of how bad measles is, and measles is moving through the country at a rapid pace. So, Sean, here's, here's a little statistic for you. My gym, it's a national gym, very good, reputable brand. They do a great job. They keep their place very clean. But during the summer season, when our students aren't in school here in East Tennessee, they say, hey, if you're between 15 and 18, you can come to this gym and work out for free. Well, that's terrific. That's wonderful. My question is, what does a non-immunized person who comes in to work out at that gym look like? Hold on. Every high school in America has a football team. They all have workout rooms. Absolutely. And they use the same chemistry in those. So now take young men who are in the, the developmental time of their life and expose them to a chemistry and a chemical that can directly interfere with their development of testosterone in their bodies. That's horrifying. I, w- I thought this conversation was going to make me feel more optimistic. No, it's, it's, it, this is where change needs to happen in some of these industries. Some of these industries have been, in some cases, as we said at the outset, they've improved the machines to make them easier to use. They've improved the machines to make them more approachable. The gyms have made themselves e- e- more comfortable. But the chemistry and the chemicals are, are pervasive throughout this industry. And some of these chemicals are sold by the actual machine companies because they, they, they want you to believe that some kind of a kill step happened. But if you've deposited the flu there and you spray the chemical that's used by these leading gyms, it would, as I said, would have to stay wet for a long time. That's not happening. So there really isn't what we call a kill step that's happening. When you're in this gym, you are at risk of flesh-eating bacteria, measles, flu, uh, significant viruses like norovirus, also known as the cruise ship virus. These are the things that are waiting for you when you go in. And that's if you aren't attacked by the chemistry itself that gets into your skin. So when you're spraying these chemicals in with your hands, your hands are bare. Or What I see very often is in my gym, they pull the paper towel out and people will, their hand is behind the paper towel. They spray the paper towel till it's wet. Now their hand is wet from this chemistry. Everything that lands on your hand goes straight into the human body, initially to the liver and the kidney. So the the point I'm saying to folks is be very careful when you go into these gyms and you should ask the people who run your gym, is there any risk or danger of the chemicals and chemistry that you use to sanitize this equipment? And does it really work? Because people need to know. What percentage of employees at these gyms would, A, know the real answer to that? I mean, there's an awful lot of transparency that would have to take place, right? And I'm not throwing blame anywhere. I'm just saying as part of a day-to-day phenomenon, that's probably not education that your standard, you know, uh, gym host would know about, would they? They're required to know it. There's a document that's required. Anytime you put a chemical into a public building, they're called safety data sheets. And it's required as a condition of employment that your employer says, this bottle, and in my gym, uh, they require these uh, employees to fill these bottles out of a canister in the back. So you can't ask them to fill those bottles um, unless you've trained them to say, these are the health risks associated with this chemical. And if if the actual check-in person doesn't know, then the right answer is, can you get the manager? Because I'd like to talk to the manager. 
the, the, these chemicals are pervasive. And in, in my gym, I happened to uh, run into the franchise owner who owned my particular gym, and I said, are you aware of the risks associated with it? And he said, I am, but it's mandated from the people who own the franchise. And I said, ask them if they're aware of it. And he said, would you mind? And so I subsequently have. I've sent a letter off to them, a copy with, their, uh, with a copy of their safety data sheet. So far, I've heard nothing back. All right. So, A, it looks like my decision to not go to the gym all that often is not really... I have some valid science behind it now, or I actually have a, <laughs> another excuse as opposed to, I would go to the gym, I just don't want to. Now I have. It's a minefield of viruses and bacteria, so thank you for that, John. But I'm going to give you a chance to redeem gymnasiums and workout equipment from the high school level all the way up to any paid gym in America. How do you approach this? How do we improve this problem? How do we fix this problem? The way we fix this is there are organic technologies. There's this very simple solution that goes back more than 130 years. It's called hypochlorous acid. It is, if you will, Sean, the sister to bleach. It has all of the great attributes of killing germs like bleach does, but it's non-toxic, non-poisonous, won't hurt the gym equipment, and if you got it in your eyes, your nose, or your mouth, it wouldn't hurt you at all. It would simply collapse back to water. So why is it so safe for people? Well, it's already in you, Sean. It's in your white blood cells. It's produced by the human body in the neutrophils, and which is your the a section of your white blood cell. This solution is 80 times more effective than bleach, but it has none of the bad attributes and side effects. And it comes in bottled packages. It can be uh, manufactured on site in what's known as on-site generators. And these devices transform a very simple saltwater solution into this hypochlorous acid, which is colorless, tasteless, and odorless. And when sprayed on these machines, provides an instantaneous kill of any, any harmful pathogen on the machine. They're also far cheaper than these toxic chemicals that these gyms are moving all around the United States. So one of the things that gyms can do, and, and uh, I'm aware of a local gym out in Northern California that, had, that made this transition. And when they marketed it to their, to their guests and they said, look, we want you to understand we've taken the toxic chemicals out. This is non-toxic, non-poisonous. Gave them a little data poster up on the wall. The incidence of uh, sanitation on the machines went up by 80%. Because what they found out from their guests was their guests didn't like that chemical that was there before. They didn't like the squatinary disinfectant. They were leery of it. So they'd wipe the machines, but they'd never sanitize them. When they told the folks that this was non-toxic, non-poisonous, wouldn't harm them or the machinery, their use went way up because they weren't afraid of it anymore. So I always like to say there are these alternatives when we think about sustainability and you know going green, sometimes people say, oh gosh, I, I don't wanna have it shoved down my throat. Don't make me do these things. Think of going green instead of being a forced march into if I could give you something that worked like something you, you'd, you want it to work like, but it didn't change you to alter your behavior. So my favorite example is always Tesla cars. Most uh, cars that were sustainable were really unattractive and they looked like a wedge of cheese going down a road. 
Tesla said, if we made the thing really interesting and we made it pretty and it made it look like something you actually wanted to drive, heck, maybe people would drive it. And they have, they've, and, and they've driven it so well that now Jaguar is going to build an all-electric car, and so is Volvo. When we make chemistry and chemicals, and we have this ability to do it, and we take the poisons away, but we put the effectiveness back in, the effectiveness was the familiar smell of bleach, but without the side effect, people will do it. Because when they're not afraid of it, or they know it isn't going to hurt them, they'll adopt it. And that's, that's what this gym in California, and now we've seen a YMCA in Virginia, uh, do the same thing. They've adopted these products and uh, people say, oh, great, it's a kill step without my being killed. And actually, I think that's an excellent point. It doesn't matter how good the cleaning products are. It doesn't matter how good the disinfectants are if you can't get your customers to change their habits to include using those products. As you mentioned, those products don't do any, any good when they're sitting in the bottle. Nope, absolutely not. They and, and it's important that we do this level of disinfection. The pharmaceutical industry today no longer makes new antibiotics, and we are really running out of antibiotics globally. And so when people get sicker now, it, 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 it's a problem because we've just about run out of everything from Zithromax to penicillin. None of it works anymore because the germs have adapted. So our only way to protect ourselves is to kill the germs before they can get to us. Well, we can't poison our environment by putting these toxic chemicals on every surface because they come back to us. When we can use more contemporary approaches that are highly effective, results-oriented, and they don't bother us, you know, they're not noxious to us, then people react positively to it and they'll say, you know what, I'll do this because it isn't a threat to me personally and it doesn't make me feel crummy to be around it and I know I'm doing something good because I like my gym. And if I do this, my gym is actually healthier. You mentioned that this compound has been known for over 100 years. And I think there's a phrase that probably is about as old, and that is an ounce of prevention is better than a pound of cure. Um, I think this, I'm not going to make any promises, John, but this may cause me to possibly reconsider thinking about and planning or scheduling a time in which I might weigh the possibility of actually going to a gym, but I reserve the right to change my mind. <laughs> well, you know, look at your gym, see what they're doing. Look for those opportunities to uh, go to one that you're comfortable with, Sean, and one that you can feel like... Uh, you're, you're safe and that the gym is safe, but just as my wife always tells me, just a little bit of exercise goes a long, long way. And you know what? I'm going to take that and write that down, and there's a chance. John, you may have changed a life today, so I appreciate that. Today, it has been an absolute thrill to have a conversation with the president, CEO, and founder of Ionogen, John Shanahan. John, thank you so much for taking the time today. This was really interesting. Thank you, Sean. I really appreciate uh, your time as well. Have an excellent rest of your week.